got Botox? Not yet. I just went for a consult before we hopped on and I'm going to get like my first Botox in a couple weeks. How do you feel like, so you, I don't know how old you are. You're in your thirties. So you've waited till you were 33. You look amazing. eh? Thank you. Um, I I honestly think having really pale skin helped. Really? Yeah. Because like we were already kind of scared of the sun because we would burn. Right. So it's like, we were a little bit more adamant about like, I can't just lay out and bake because it hurts. So whereas like people with more olive skin or who have darker skin are like, oh yeah, I can get so tanned. And then it's like, and you can also get like so wrinkled. Yeah. It's those people that are tanned with ginger moms or pale moms or dads. Like they have one parent that's olivey skin and then one parent that's pale. So they can tan, but they also freckle and like they have sun damaged skin. I'm obsessed with people's skin and I'm obsessed with skin. So I've started to notice it. Those. Yeah, you do. And like, you can, you can tell who like use a tanning bed when they're younger and stuff too. Like, I remember when I was like 22, way before I moved to Toronto and it was like, I would, I had a couple of friends who use a tanning bed all the time and I would see like the fine lines everywhere. And I was like, I can't even really, like, I tried using a tanning bed for a little bit, but it never looked right. It never felt right. And it was just kind of like, okay, I'm just not going to get color. And now the older that I am, I'm like, get the sun away from me. Yeah, me too. Like, especially with how far we've come this fake tan. Are you kidding me? Who needs the sun? I take vitamin D tablets and I use like tan lux and worse. You know, redheads produce our own vitamin D. Oh, that's good to know. Wow. Yeah. Another thing a redhead can do. We have a genetic, <laughs> like, I don't know why we can You have to produce, to produce your own vitamin D. You're not allowed to. <laughs> you literally have to, or else you will wither away and die. <laughs> No, it's you know what? I have to tell you that redheads are really hard to freeze with local anesthetic. I know you ever experienced that. Yeah, you're like I. When I got my wisdom teeth taken out, they had to really dope me up. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, I'm really excited to have you on. Basically, what happened was I. (gasps) Are we recording already? Sorry. Yeah, we're just recording. That's how I do it. That's how I do it. So then you're just sneak attack. Wait, now you can't pretend to be any other kind of bitch. I'm just not a bitch at all anymore anyway. No, you never were a bitch. Do you think you were a bitch? Um, I can be like pretty icy, but I've like I feel like there's like a definitely been a growth period of like, you know, that isn't that isn't it anymore. Like mm-hmm. being mean to people just isn't it. I just would rather pretend they don't exist and it works a lot better. Were you mean to people? A little bit. I'm like, you know what? I'm quick to like a joke. But my problem is that my jokes usually I'm like, I mean it. Like I don't know. <laughs> like I'm <laughs> like I'm not. Okay, and I have like my intuition too. Like I can meet somebody and right away know that they're for me or they're not for me. And if they're not for me, I can be like cut That's it. Okay, quick. but I okay, I have been working on getting that skill. Yeah, you have to be quick and cut it. And it, but I have to learn to also be like polite and civil because people can choose their own friends. But I've been like that since I was really young. Like a friend would bring in another friend. And I'm like, no, I'm not about them. And then like three years later, that person just completely burned them. And I'm like, see, I need more of that because I do this thing where I allow horrible people into my life. Everyone and in. I'm friends with them. And then I'm like, but then I'll be like six months into like a friendship. And then I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. How do I, what, what do I do? And I'm okay, but, but part of that is, hear me out. Part of that is Alberta. Alberta is not only a very polite province, 
it's a very friendly, come on in, like, we'll be pals. Let's let me try this on and see mm-hmm. how it fits. Whereas like Victoria is not friendly, not polite. Yeah. And Toronto is not polite, but friendly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so um, Jess and I met in Toronto in 2015, maybe 2016. Yeah. 15, we 15. We had all 15. It's yeah, all of 2016 together. And um, so we've been friends ever since. Uh, you moved back to Victoria in 2017? 16. So the so I moved back like at the end of summer 16. Yeah. Oh, that was the best. So I got summer, summer 16. Oh, best summer Toronto, ever. I was thinking, I was in the bath last night and I was thinking how summer 16 in Toronto, I was listening to that Drake album. And I was like, this is Drake's last really good album, like his solid album. Everything since then has sounded like this kind of. Right. And this is just like this, the vibe of Toronto that summer is like something I'll never forget. Right. Oh. If you lived there at that time, it was the dream. It was the dream. It was so amazing. amazing. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I left on such a high note, like such a high note, right? Like I was still invited to like more exclusive, like parties and dinner things. I didn't have any falling out with friends. And it was like, I just got to go, you know, like time yeah. to be professional and start my career. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you became a Victoria milf without children. Yeah. <laughs> a dog milf. Yeah. Can we just clarify? Do not like let's not give anyone the wrong idea here. Yeah, you do not have a child yet. No, but you have a puppy. <laughs> I have the most beautiful mini golden doodle to like pretty much ever exist. And yeah. like people are like, oh doodles. I'm like, no, my doodle. Specifically. Your doodle specifically, Eloise. She looks like a Disney dog. She's classy. Like it looks like Disney made. Well, you named her the best name ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was really worried at that time that I would never meet someone and be able to have kids, and that I wouldn't get to use the name um, that I wanted for my firstborn. So, <laughs> enter Eloise, my dog. You a- ask me if every day I regret doing that because now I finally after a decade, have a boyfriend and will be able to maybe have kids. And I don't think I can name my kid the same as now that I've had a dog, right? I think you for sure could. The doctor that delivered me when I was named Sky, she was like, I don't want to offend you to my mom. She's like, I don't want to offend you, but I just got a puppy and I'd really like to name her Sky. <laughs> like with the yeah, but it's different than someone else's dog. It's like, hi, I have a dog and now I'm having a daughter, but I really want to use this name. Eloise Jr. <laughs> the second. The second. <laughs> With the Roman numerals. Did you know, so my parents didn't, um, like, I was the third kid, right? So they didn't really, like, care by the time they had me. Like, they used a condom right. with me. They've told me point blank. Like, I was an accident. Yeah. I was the youngest. So Both on my, my brother b- and I were mistakes. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. On my birth certificate, everyone's McDonald. M-A-C, capital D-O-N-A-L-D, no space, right? right. Obviously no space. My birth certificate, it's hyphenated Mac, different name Donald on all my documents. <laughs> and they were, too, like, oh, they, were, they were just like fucked up and they were too lazy to change it. So like, I'm still Mac hyphenated Donald to this day on all my, on like my passport. You have to write it. Yeah. I was going to say, so you have to write it that way. Uh, sometimes like the licensed people will be homies and just make it McDonald's okay. cause it's like such a stupid typo, but like on my birth certificate and on my passport, all my Canadian documents, my taxes, it's Mac, to say that. my social insurance numbers, Mac space Donald is two. It's I have a hyphenated last name. <laughs> I made my sober podcast and you mm. texted me and I didn't know through all of our memes, we probably talk at least like four times a week, like yeah. exchange memes or like being like, ha ha or whatever. <laughs> 
<laughs> Definitely ha ha. <laughs> Big on the ha ha's. And I did not know that you had gotten sober too. Yeah. Weirdly enough. Um, yeah. So when did you, like, what's up? What's going on? Like, <laughs> honestly, it was like, it wasn't a new year's resolution. It just happened to be on January 1st. But kind of what happened was is that um, I like kind of, I drank over Christmas and like my boyfriend and I got into this like little tiff and I went to bed a little bit like mad. And I remember waking up being like, I actually don't know why we got into a tiff. And I, I'm like, the only time that we've ever fought is when alcohol has been involved. Like, and it's most, and it's me. And I'm like, I say things I don't mean. And um, I'm like, why do I do that? Like, why do I do that? What's, would, would we have had this fight without the alcohol? No, because I don't even know what the fight was about. And then he tells me, and then I'm like, I didn't think that way. I'm not, I don't think that, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was like a bit of a trigger for me. And then embarrassingly enough, like Chrissy Teigen posted quit like a woman about like an hour after I had that, um, that like little thought in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, interesting. So I kind of looked it up and it was like, okay. And then, like I said, I listened to a lot of my books via audible. So I decided to just listen to it. And, um, yeah, on, it was just ended up being that January 1st was the last day that I had like a glass of wine with his family. And then I just was listening to this book and listening to her. It, she kind of talks like, like someone that I know or that I like, she, um, was like single and, um, still successful and had like good friendships and relationships. Like it didn't feel like her whole world crumbled before, you know, deciding to, to get sober. And a lot of things she said just really hit like the promiscuity and the like, um, the not understanding why I do that when I don't actually feel that way. So these things, and I'm like, okay, so I'm not alone. And it was just really female focused. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just ever since then was like, I think I'm going to take a break from drinking. And then it turned into, I don't want to drink. It's not even like a conscious effort for me to not drink. Yeah, I'm not interested. Now, part of that has to do with the fact that like, we're not going out, we're not doing anything. But another part of it is that I'm just like, I don't want to. My boyfriend can have like a beer or like open a bottle of wine and I'm like not interested in having any. And he's very like chill about like, he doesn't, it doesn't impact him at all that I don't want to. And if anything, it's just made it so he does it a little bit less. And that's good for him because he sleeps better when he doesn't have any alcohol in his system. So it's like these little trade-offs that you get when you don't, that you didn't really realize that you were like looking for or want. Yeah. Like did you find when you were drinking, did you, do you, do you find the pandemic increased your drinking? Yeah. At the beginning it did. I mean, especially because uh, my boyfriend and I met like three days before lockdown and then we ended up like, you know, being like becoming like a COVID couple. Um, it was like, we would go on wine walks and we could drink during the day and like, you know, why not? It's fun. And he's like always been like into interested in like weird beers and stuff. And I just finally started liking wine. So it wasn't very expensive for me. I never got hung over. So that was a real thing too, that it wasn't like hangovers didn't prevent me from doing things. Yeah. You know, like some people are like, Oh, I get so hung over. I can't drink. I'm like, what is that like? I now, so what happened for me was I drank 
I quit drinking on my 27th birthday and then, but I would do like six week increments of sobriety. And so right, I would yeah. allow myself to drink after six weeks or whatever. And the hangovers that I was never hung over before the hangovers. Then once I quit, I can't have like a glass of red wine without feeling like, yeah, the tannins and all that stuff. Fuck, like, yeah. I think you're, it's bad for you, man. I think it's bad. Now- well, that's the other thing about quit like a woman. It's like, you know, you realize that alcohol, it's not like these like different types of alcohol that are in things like alcohol is alcohol is alcohol is alcohol. So it's like jet fuel and rubbing alcohol and mm-hmm. like all this stuff. And that kind of makes sense for me too. Like I'm trying to be healthier. Like literally I want to like live longer and I want to be like active when I finally have mm-hmm. kids and I want to like look a certain way and alcohol is just, like, doesn't fit into any of that. That's and don't get me fucking started on all these women who are like oh beauty counter products are organic as I drink three bottles of wine like none of that none of that correlates and that's what really started to get me like I'm scared of this vaccine but give me three bottles of wine every night yeah it's just really I don't know it's benefited me in like a lot of ways that I didn't really think of but I don't find them very like judgy of people who want to continue to drink I just don't want to hear about how like you're worried about what's in your it's in what's in your makeup if you're drinking alcohol, like very regularly. Yeah. It's like those vegan girls that are like, oh my God, how could you put that hot dog into your body? That's disgusting. And then they're snorting cocaine at 5am. Like, yeah. Yeah. That that whole hypocrisy. I don't mind when people drink at all, like at all around me at all. The only time that is uncomfortable is when they have a problem with me not drinking. A lot of questions I got after posting that podcast was like, but what are you going to do with your social life if you can't drink or if you're not drinking? And I'm like, I have one that's more sincere. (laughs) I'm going to have to make new friends. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I think it's, there's a bit of an evenness. Okay. So there are some friends that now that I'm not drinking that I don't really want to hang out with. I, I know that we don't really have that much in common. Like I see things and I'm like, we should have things in common, but then I go and spend time with them and I'm like dreading going and then I'm not really enjoying being there. And then I leave and it has like nothing to do with alcohol. You know what I mean? It just is what it is. I think you grow out of people and I think that that's okay. But the idea of like someone not hanging out with me because I don't drink like laughable. There's so many other reasons to not hang out with me that me not drinking shouldn't really be. Yeah. One of my girlfriends started talking about this other day though. Some people like with alcohol, the great thing about alcohol is you can hang out with someone you don't really like that much. And it's okay if you're drunk. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like why are you hanging out with people you don't really like that much though? Like, is it, is it because that you've been friends with them for a long time? So you think that you still need to hang out with them and you guys still need to be friends so that you have this like friend you've been friends with for 10 years. People feel that I felt that way. That bragging right. Like, oh God, I cannot be bothered. I cannot be bothered. I'd rather like look forward to seeing someone and catching up. Like I have friends now who have kids and some people are like, oh yeah, like what, what could you possibly, like, I actually want to see them even though, you know, we have less and less in common. Yeah. But like, I, I like them up here. Like they actually have something worth saying and they're intelligent and they read books or they listen to podcasts or they like, you know like to talk shit about the same thing I like to talk shit about, like make fun of the same people I make fun of. And did you, when, how, like how far into your sobriety did you realize that? 
how far into my sobriety did I realize that I'm going to make an, I'm going to actually not talk to them because I mean, I felt it for a long time. Okay. That's, like, that's true. The thing. It's like, it's like a tickle in your stomach where you're like, yeah, this, person, you know. this person's kind of <laughs> shitty, know. but you the know. sobriety you have to, for, yeah, you have to face yeah. it. So how far into your sobriety were you when you figured out you had to face that you didn't like certain people anymore? Oh, probably less than a month. I would say by the end of January, I knew who I was still going to like spend time with or still who I'm going to like make a conscious effort to keep in touch with and who I'm not going to. And not long. Wow. And how long do you think you knew that they were shitty before, like while you were drinking? Probably like, I would have to say that COVID helped. Like, let's be honest. Like the fact that we couldn't see each other, it was like, who do I actually miss? Who do I want to like get onto a zoom call and like catch up with? And who do I like, would I not want to make that effort with that really, that helped for sure. Mm -hmm. That is a big thing that I had to figure out with sobriety is that like, okay, you can't live in a drunk person's world sober. Like I can't go nightclubbing mm. sober. It's okay. I'm right. never going to fucking probably want to do that again. I was going to say like, when do you even really want to go to a nightclub again? Not that they're going to exist after this because not only will they be like out of business, but Gen Z is not interested in nightclubs. They're not. They do not want to go to lost and found. Jess and, and I, I used to be huge lost and found rats and I'm going to put a picture right here. <laughs> because we used to be the biggest lost and found rats ever of Monday at last. Well, you know, we should, I, you know what? I love to say that on here, but like anyone who actually really went knows that I did not queen anything. at lost and found. No, I was there, but, but I was we were there. there. <laughs> I, was there. <laughs> I mean, I was, I'm in the background of like Drake and Kanye photos. Like, are you, you really? Know, yeah. Okay, do you do you remember that? Like I remember photo? that iconic photo of Drake and Kanye. Of Drake and Kanye in that background. That's my my face right here. You should have, you should put that in your corner. I'm <laughs> researching that tonight as soon as Yeah, I actually shared it on my Twitter, so <laughs> that's my that's my and I only and I think that was the, probably the last or like the last like three things that I tweeted in back in 2016. So it'll be really easy to find. It'll be right at the top. <laughs> are you on Twitter? I don't, I don't go on Twitter. No, some people are obsessed with Twitter to this day. <clears throat> yeah, it's too divisive. It's intentionally argumentative and I don't think anything is gained there. Um, I'll re- like the odd time, like some will, someone will send me a thread and I'll like read the thread, but me I don't too. find it. And I also don't have TikTok. TikTok. I love TikTok. By a tick, it's like Vine, okay? You lose three hours like this, just scrolling and watching these short videos. Uh-huh. Like time is gone. I never downloaded TikTok. I never will download TikTok. I lose enough time on Instagram and I don't even like Instagram but TikTok, anymore. Okay, but that's the thing. TikTok's so much more fun than Instagram. I know. I see it on my Pinterest and I get to watch it on like people's Instagram stories and you're that watching they share, it, but yeah. I, can't, I can't. I do. It's not like a TikTok comes up on my Instagram and I close it. I'm like, no, I'll still, I also watch it, but I can't get an account. I will lose time on there. And I'm like queen productivity at 33. Like I'm not interested at losing time scrolling through that. So what do you use your productivity time for? Um, well, I get up Especially at four in the now that you're sober, like, yeah, run me through your day. Cause I yeah. bet you're a savage. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I get up at four in the morning and I go to the gym for 90 minutes and I walk my dogs. Um, and then I shower and um, eat breakfast. And then I kind of like, what time are you eating breakfast? What time are you eating breakfast? Um, I try to eat breakfast about 45 minutes before I leave to work. 
So it just kind of depends on what time I start work. No, later than that. I try to go like longer. I'm trying this like intermittent fasting thing of like doing like the 16 hours, except on Mondays where I do 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Every Monday I don't eat until dinner. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) holy. I'm also eating, I'm also eating like a lot of fat because I feel like it's, I've never been more satiated in my life. I can finally eat breakfast, which is half an avocado, two eggs, some sauerkraut. Um, and maybe like, if I'm feeling spicy, I'll get some local caught, um, cold smoked salmon. I don't know why I forgot what it was, but yeah. And I am literally full into lunch, which I've never felt in my whole life. I'm such, I thought I was such a snacker, but it turns out I was just eating the wrong things to make my body full. Um, anyway, yeah, I eat, um, and then I eat breakfast and I like kind of clean up my apartment a little bit. I always like to come home to being like kind of tidy. And then I go to work for eight hours where I also am the manager. So I'm like pretty tired at the end of the day. You're the the office manager and you're a dental hygienist. And I'm a dental hygienist. Yeah. You're hiring. And then I am hiring. (laughs) I'm looking for a hygienist. Come through. Um, and then, yeah, I get home. I walk my dog again. I eat dinner. And, um, like, I don't, you know what? I don't even really watch TV anymore. I like read or I'll listen to a podcast while I kind of like do some additional, like tidying or fixing up of stuff. And I'm in bed by like eight 30. My poor boyfriend, like we spend like, no, <laughs> no time together. <laughs> you go to bed at eight 30, you wake up at four. Will you fall asleep yeah. at what, like nine 30? Oh no. I put my head down on my pillow and I go to sleep. I know. And if I can't, I read. So you, you have like the best habits out of anyone I know. Yeah. I mean, I sleep like the dead. I like, I've never had a problem sleeping. Sleeping is a big deal for me. And it's just like rest is just as important as anything else I'm doing during the day. So I sleep. It's very important. Wow. Yeah. That's my day. Six days a week, actually, because I work Saturdays too. I'm like, honestly in shock. Yeah, it's crazy. So what made you like have these good habits? How do you think? And like, it sounds like it was easy for you to quit drinking. Were you yeah, doing- Yeah, I thrive these, on routine. Were you doing the, I think we all do. And I think it's all about getting, like once you're in a routine, you can be productive. But like, yeah. how do you, how did you, how did you start to do that? Cause it's so hard to wake up at 4am and work out. A lot of people can go to work for the eight hours and work really hard at work while someone yeah. else is paying them. But how do you like right. claim your own time? Okay. Well, that's the thing too, is like, I think a lot of people, like the reason that they stay up late is like revenge. They get their, they, they had their, none of their day was for them. So they stay up late out of revenge. And this is my time to claim, you know what I mean? But it's like, I'd rather do that in the morning. And for with COVID, I had to reserve time at the gym and you can't just walk in willy nilly. And when it comes to like actual, like me getting and I have responsibilities. I have my dog to walk. She's home alone during the eight hours. She deserves two full walks before and after rain or shine. Like that's owed to her. So there's that. And it's just like, how can I make that work with what I want? Like with my goals. And it's like, I don't, you know, got to walk my dog. And I also still want to be able to go to the gym. And I just, you know what, um, especially I actually read about this and, um, quit like a woman, but you only have so much willpower throughout the day, right? Your tank. And so if you use up so much of your willpower during the day, like avoiding these foods or like, 
you know, not being confrontational and stuff. By the time the end of the day hits, like, how are you, I don't know how people go to the gym after work. Like people are like, oh, I work off the day. I'm like, oh, I'd rather, turns out I'd rather start my day that way. Do you know how much happier I am since COVID at work? I am like legit nicer to, to everyone. I'm in a genuine better mood. I come home and I feel lighter, like starting my day, how I want to start it. And having that lull time between going to work and just kind of like pussing around my house, it's the best. It feels so good. That's my time. That's so my time. So you started these time. super early mornings when COVID started? Um, I started these really super mornings when gyms reopened and I had to reserve time. Because I used to actually work out in the middle of my day at work. So, on my you, lunch break. so you got sober and started waking up at 4 a.m. around the same time? Yeah. Holy yeah. Shit. Around the same time, around the same time, but yeah. Cause I was going to be, I was able to go to the gym without a reserve. Yeah. Our gyms opened up earlier than wherever you guys are. Yeah. yeah. And but anyway, Toronto, it's just like never, been never, yeah, just never going to, you're just never going to lift weights. They're just going to burn the city. They're literally Not legally. Gonna... I have friends who are still posting at gyms. I'm like, good for you. Back to our gym. I, I know some trainers that turn their dens into little gyms and are just training clients in their apartments in the tiny apartments. Like that's yeah. so much more dangerous. Got to make your money. Got to, but if you want to live on King street West sky, you let people in your building and you let them work out in your living room. A hundred percent. That's it's crazy expensive there, but rents are going right. down, but are they? Yeah, they are. Hmm. Like you can get a one bedroom there now for like 1500, like a solid really? actual one bedroom. Yeah. Like where there's wow. a whole in your room. Yeah. Wow. What is that like? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I have like the in, in in Toronto, if someone has a full one bedroom with like a king size bed, like if I go over to a guy's house, they're dating they a have, drug dealer. No, like these guys had real jobs. I was dating like guys with like actual like big boy jobs by the time I was leaving. And I've actually never, I don't think I've ever dated Boring. a drug dealer, you crazy lady. <laughs> yeah, me either. I find also when you're sober, I love this because we can just fully talk about being sober in an annoying way. Yeah. And then yeah. if people want to listen to it, they can. <laughs> you know what's so funny is that you really like, you You take it like the idea of like, I'm sober and these are things that are happening now. And these are like the obstacles and, or, and these are the things that I'm noticing. Whereas I'm kind of like, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't really occur to me that I don't drink. And I, I guess I don't call it, I guess I don't really call it, you can call it whatever you want, but I don't call it sober because I do um, take edibles and I, I like shrooms as well. We take magic mushrooms sometimes, Yeah, but um. Like for I, me, so I'm not for me, I say sober. it's sober because I do edibles too. But for me, I say sober because I think if you microdose edibles, you don't fuck up your relationships. You don't yell at people. You're not totally. rude. You don't uh, get emotional for no reason. You don't yeah. have a tantrum. When you're an adult. Like yeah. that is what I alcohol think teens does. who do marijuana yeah. do <laughs> yeah. have that because it does but impact their development. But. I do see a before and after because I think alcohol exhausts you. I think, right. you know, and I think maybe in six months you'll be like, whoa, I haven't fought with my boyfriend in almost a year. I haven't, yeah. like, I, I think I you'll don't. see huge we don't changes. Fight. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think you'll be we like, We never whoa. really did, but like the small, like, like, and I want to like, we never fought. Yeah. And when we did, it was like these weird, like, arguments where he would like tell me about the next day because I knew that we had like some that there was animosity but I didn't really know what it was and he would tell me and I'd be like oh yeah I'm really sorry that really sucks and I'm apologizing for this behavior that I don't even know 
And there's nothing that I hate more than a shame over because I don't know actually what happened. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really, like I started thinking back into my life and I'm like, how many things that I really don't like about myself are actually drunk Jess things and not actual Jess things. And I don't like drunk Jess. Like I actually don't like her. Yeah. So why bring her out? That's how I feel too. Like, I feel like that. So that's where I see a lot of before and afters. Cause a lot of people that I was like tolerating a lot are out. Yeah. A lot of like the problems that I had before are gone. A lot of my self-esteem right. issues exactly. are gone. gone. Like legit, yeah. like things I thought like I was going to need like serious help with that are like deep set issues aren't. It was actually from alcohol. So alcohol. I think that's why I say before and after. Cause like there was like, a, there. there's a serious before and after in like my personality getting killing right. drunk sky has gotten rid of an entire personality. That was an a entire personality. Yeah. It's so true though. But like, and then I start to think about all the real like traumatic things that happened to me, like sexual assaults and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Drunk. And not that drunk was an excuse, but I'm just hard. I'm I can't really picture myself being in that position without the alcohol, mm-hmm. you know, and like always thinking like the only way, like, you know, this has gone a little bit too far and like, he's here and I don't really know how to not like, you know, how to stop it. Like all these things that as a drunk person, I'm like, Ugh. but as sober, I'm like, no, <laughs> I would never have hooked up with most of the guys I've ever hooked up with. Had My I number would true. probably be one fifth of what it is. <laughs> and I hate that for me, but I'm also just happy to finally be here. So it's okay. That's how I feel okay. too. Like, but, and did you have a period ever where you were really cringing towards your old drunk self? Like, have you had that? Yeah, period I don't think I'm quite, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm quite over cringing over my drunk self. Um, but I do, you know what? Like, I'm not like a dweller. No, I really don't. But live do you in ever past, have like the flashbacks? Yes. And you know what I also have is like, I also have the flash. I'm, I'm worried that a lot of other people also have those flashbacks. Not, I'm very conceited in thinking that people think about me, but you know, like, I don't want, like, I'm like, if I pop up on someone's like explore feed and they're like, Jess Hen, I like, I know that a lot of them go to like drunk Jess and I'm just like, Ugh. but then I know drunk them and I'm like, so it's like it's definitely there's an evenness but you know I you know I don't like her and I just don't I don't really want her around anymore and you know why I'm so happy about this because now that I'm thinking about it I don't want to lose my wedding and by lose my wedding I mean like you know people drink to celebrate and I'm trying to think of how many like good times I've also lost to alcohol you know and that's quite a few as well and I'm not going to lose these big things like my wedding to alcohol. Cause I'm not going to, I do think I'm it's not going to black out my wedding. I'm not going to black out my wedding. When people get black out at their wedding, at their own wedding. I get it. If you're like a guest and you're not very good friends with them and you're just like, let's get fucked up. I don't know why we're here, but I don't know why. The oh, I know one person. I know one girl who did not get blackout at her wedding and she was pregnant. So yeah, I just don't know. I don't know why you would get blackout at your wedding. It's also such an expensive day. Well, that's why they're getting blackout. Yeah, they're wedding. like, fuck, fuck, fuck. You know, like, and sometimes it just, it just happens. I mean, they didn't get a chance to eat that day or, you know, like, it's not necessarily this like intention of like, let's get drunk, mm-hmm. but I don't want to lose even a part of it. And that's the big thing too. Like alcohol and the, what like memory loss right from the very first time I drank. Me and, too, um, yeah. And it's kind of scary. And I'm really lucky that like a lot worse things didn't happen to me. 
but um, you know, some bad things did happen and it just like, I just don't want to be in that position ever again. If you could give the Toronto you, so that's you at what, like 26, you were in Toronto. Yeah. If you could give 26 year old you any advice and then 21 year old you any advice, what would you tell them both? They're not in the same room together. You go into one separate closet, 26 year old dresses sitting in her lost and found dress after two vodka soda brands. And she's, that's what you tell her. Um, honestly, like 26 year old Jess, like let's, I did it in Toronto. Like I got to do everything all the time, despite being a poor student, I graduated with honors Mm -hmm. from the dental hygiene program, despite all my (laughs) whatever, you know, like not, you know, partying and all that kind of stuff. Like I was the only one who lived downtown. I don't know the only thing I would say about like the 26 year old Jess is just kind of like, um, you know, I knew you were going to ask this and I swear I had something prepped. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think I have to say similarly to like other um, lovely women that you've had on this podcast is that like, I'm, I'm reluctant to try to like, act like I know more than, than, <laughs> than those Jesses. It's just like, sometimes like a lot of this stuff has to happen in order for you to get to a certain place. And a lot of those experiences and stuff makes me a lot more like forgiving and understanding and empathetic of, of other women. And I'm worried that a lot of the judgmental women that I know, or that I see like really hate their previous selves or yeah. It's so true. Okay. I'm going to press stop recording really quick. That way I, that way, but I'm not hanging up. I'm just going to press stop recording. Thank you so much, Jess, for being my guest. You are the best. Oh, my pleasure. (laughs) Just the best. Just the best. Bye. Just the best. Thanks for having me. Thank you.